The talk this morning is called uh, Fish on the Other Side. Um, and I'd like to welcome all of those who also listen online, and especially for Kelly, as she listens in for the first time. Uh, Kelly sat next to me on the plane on the way back from Egypt as I wrote this talk for you all, and uh, it just was good to share with her on the way back. Uh, it's been said that one of the desires here at chapel is to see that gallery above us uh, full of people, new faces, families, and sign of new growth. And over the last five years, we've had a measure of that, but not full to overflowing. And last week on holiday, uh, I went off a jetty into the Red Sea, and the, uh, in that sea there are many coloured corals. There is a cliff of corals and a variety, varieties of coral fish. And on swimming around, the corals gleamed. They were pink, turquoise, white, and they varied from spiky ones to ones that were like large, large footballs. There were some fish, fish grazing on the coral, and some near the surface, and some poked out, and some were down into the depths. And it was a good variety, and it was worth seeing, and I enjoyed that. But after a time, I came out of the water again onto the floating jetty to rest. And about 20 minutes later, I went back in. And immediately, immediately, as I went in, the water was clearer. The mountains of coral shone in multicolored splendor. And I was surrounded, surrounded by a multicolored miracle of shoals and shoals of invading fish. All varieties, all colors, overwhelming numbers over me, under, around me. And it was creation and multiplication in radiant colors, making Joseph's coat of many colors seem dull and faded. And I felt on reflection, I'd seen something rather special. Yes, in the natural, but in the spiritually supernatural. The difference was not the place, but in the timing and in the light. In the story that Liz just read so beautifully, it was a question of fishing on the right side. Perhaps they'd been fishing on the familiar side, in the familiar places, and they had no results. And that was despite their knowledge and expertise as local Galilean fishermen. Probably generationally they fished and had so much knowledge. So under Jesus' advice, and I think they probably grumbled and didn't think the advice was good. After all, they set out after they'd been fishing all day. They were tired and they were weary as they went out maybe reluctantly, but it was the right time, the right side, and the right guidance. And so it is for us today, as we seek a new harvest of people here, for us to pray for God's timing, for us to believe in the miracle of people coming in numbers to seek God's presence here, for us to be on the right side of Jesus by our faith, obedience, and actions. Not content with a little faith, 
operating to produce a few followers, but like the Bible story of nets so full they could hardly haul it in, almost breaking the nets with the blessing involved. It's a bit of a miracle, isn't it, where you see the story about Peter jumping into the water and you're told before he jumps in the water, he puts his cloak, his garment back on. Now, I don't know about you, but when I go swimming, I would tend to take some things off. I wouldn't go and put on a garment or a heavy coat, but he did that. Isn't that a bit of a mystery? Maybe the water was cold and it gave him some protection, but the water's not generally cold in Galilee. So it's a mystery for you. But maybe it's to do with tradition that when going to places that you were properly attired, that you were going properly dressed. And he felt, as he had taken clothes off at the end of a long, hard day, it was right to go back into the water properly dressed, if not practically dressed. The Lord sent my miracle number of shoals of fish as a sign that as he does it and as we are in his timing and in his place and prepared to let Christ's light truly shine in this place, this chapel, so he will do it. We cannot do it or will it into being. The Lord does it as we ask him in prayer, as we ask him to show us his timing, his right way, and to exercise the faith, for us to exercise the faith of those tired fishermen setting out yet again. God did it, didn't he? But they had to land the catch. So here we ask in prayer and are willing have willing hearts to do it. I'm glad that thing about hearts came up. We had willing hearts to do it, I've written, for him and for those who need saving because they are perishing. They are on the edge of oblivion, blind. And as we know, life can just end any time, as we've heard in the testimonies. Then there will be an afterlife for those who do not know Jesus. But it's in a place without God. Truly the wrong side. God wishes to save to the uttermost. All to be saved to the uttermost. We are the saved fishermen, aren't we? Tasked to bring aboard God's harvest in plenty. Not just one or two. Ask Ask the Lord of the harvest to act. That's prayer. As I've said before, nothing happens except in answer to prayer. Is our prayer net too full of holes? Is the mesh too big? Comfortable for us, but insufficient for the catch the Lord wants us to make. I strongly feel the Lord wants to do something here wants to do something, but he requires us to do something also. But in what way? What timing? And how? How to be on the right side of Jesus' boat? 
It comes back to choice, doesn't it? You see, I could have stayed on the jetty and not gone back in. And then I would have missed the miracle that I saw in the water and encountered and experienced. And it's like that when you encounter something. I wanted to get out and tell Jenny about it. But I wanted to stay because I didn't want to lose what I was in. And that's for us. We've got a, something special to share. And we need to get out of the water and share it with people in some way, in the natural way. By John's God appointment at the end of the lane. By the other examples we've had today in this time of stories and testimonies. Do we really want to miss the miracle the Lord could do here? May we unite and catch his vision, his ways and timing. It's better to spend one moment in his presence than years doing other things. The Great Commission that we have with wonderful everlasting heavenly results if your hearts are right that hearts point again God in written down wrote that at 33,000 feet so I couldn't have heard what you were saying about the heart if the right side of you <coughs> has a heart that's breaking for the lost those going the broad way to oblivion place of darkness wailing gnashing in a real place called Hades, torment on the wrong side. People you know, those people who do not know Jesus personally. There will be known voices in the blackness, no light, no Christ light, no love. Awful, isn't it? And yet so often we just sort of ignore it or are complacent about this. We need to have a hunger to reverse that. It's so dreadful that we cope with it by being silent, don't we? We think we're being sensitive, just, just as the enemy of God would want, in not upsetting people. We can be part of them being destined to a place of permanent upset and that word upset is so inadequate to their mortal peril and position the right side is heaven and he wants nobody nobody at all to be lost but it's happening in this area every day as people permanently depart so what are we waiting for it's urgent to get God's miracle presence to bring them in. Attracted by the light, by Jesus, his love, his beauty, the fragrance of Jesus, not the smell or odor of the pit. We do not honor God by compromising these hard truths. Of course, we do not ever, ever impart any condemnation to those that are lost. But the gospel of truth, the good news, and pray that the convicting of the Holy Spirit will bring people from spiritual death to spiritual everlasting life, which starts when they know and accept Jesus personally.
by his word in his love letter to us of the Bible, by his works to save people to the uttermost. The gallery being filled up may not seem so much in that context, but as we start, he multiplies. As we set out in faith, he will do what he says. What does he say to us today? Verse 5 said it, but it is read. Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. If you want true life, fish on the Jesus side. Amen. Let us pray. Father, just thank you for who you are and that you have this heart that is so big that nobody should be lost. And I just thank you that you always have an individual path for each person who is seeking you. And I thank you that you say that if you seek, you will find. Not you might find or you may find. Seek and you will find. And I just pray that for anybody who's listening to this talk. And I just pray that for anybody who needs to hear that here in chapel this morning. That the Lord is on your side. And he just wants you to be alongside you in your life by that relationship that starts here but ends in a heavenly place of joy, peace and healing. In Jesus' name, amen.